anybody there? How are you? Hey, good. Is this CJ? Yes, sir, it is. Hey, wonderful to get to talk to you and meet you over the internet. This is Jaime. Hi, Jaime. So I'm really excited to get to talk to you. Thank you for being my first Reddit guest. Oh, Just wow. to get that out of the way, <laughs> I've, I've been doing most of my networking on Facebook and Twitter. And uh, yeah, I figured, hey, let's try this thing out. Let's see how it works. And uh, yeah. yeah, I really appreciate your time, man. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I'm super excited to do it for sure. So There's a lot of good find on Reddit's. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. So do you mind if we start at the beginning before we get to your debut work that has just come out? Is it all right if we go back to the origins of your creative, your creative journey, let's call it? Absolutely. Sure thing. So it, it started when I was a kid, uh, watching a lot of movies, uh, growing up from a very young age. So some of my first memories in life was watching wizard of Oz and mm. dancing with the rain with my mom in, in the late, in the, uh, in the mid to late nineties. And yeah, I, uh, I really found a love for movies and that kind of transitioned into me being a very creative and imaginative person, especially cause I was an only child. So I had, a, I had to find a lot of ways to, uh, entertain myself, uh, <laughs> which sounds sad, but it was, it was the greatest days of my life really. So, um, it all started when I was a kid, just falling in love with movies and stories and storytelling. And, mm. and that transitioned into me falling in love with, Hey, let me take a stab at this myself. So, <laughs> so do you remember this might be, you know, a bit nostalgic, but I tend to get a bit, uh, a bit nostalgic anyway on this podcast. Do you recall what you were writing about when you were younger? <clears throat> so when I was, when I was younger, I, you know, it wasn't entirely writing too it was uh anything from just acting out scenes in my backyard of movies i loved or uh you know any anything really you know taking action figures and doing that whole <laughs> right, you know right. plot line thing yeah but when i was when i was a kid i think i think the earliest thing i remember was um i was i was very young and i i remember writing a story about a a man who went over to um oh man i'm I'm trying to pull out pull this from deep within <laughs> from the depths <laughs> from the depths that's correct it's a story it's a story and i only remember this because my mom actually kept it um typical mom thing to do but <laughs> she kept this and i read it a few years ago but it's the earliest story of mine that i can find it was about a man who went over to someplace like africa or something on a missionary trip and he uh he all the children were laughing at him because he looked so different. Nobody's ever seen a a man that looked like him from from America, and he was confused on why they were laughing at him. Um, and because it, he found out that it's because he looked different. And uh, one of the little boys who was picking on him the most for looking different later in the story sees a mirror for the first time, and he has a large scar across his face, mm. and he realizes that he looks different. Mm. I wrote this when I was like nine. <laughs> <laughs> you were um, already concerned with the, uh, the great divides in, in, uh, our cultures. Yeah. It seems like, <laughs> yeah, I don't know where that came from, but you know, it, it I, that's the earliest I can. And I know that you were kind of looking for like a general sense of what I was writing. About, oh no, this but, is perfect. Yeah. But, okay, good. great. Yeah. But honestly, <laughs> I, I mean, it was, it was a lot of, a lot of, you know, acting out things I enjoyed or, just kind of, and you know, also I, I, I start my, 
I start my debut novel, which I know we're talking about in a second, but sure. uh, briefly, I, I talk I talk briefly about in the very beginning. I do a little author introduction, and I talk about how I was about eight years old. And I started writing my autobiography before <laughs> I realized, like, wait a minute, I'm eight years old. <laughs> Nobody's gonna want to read this to care, and it's like I'm only eight. <laughs> so um, I don't know what I was really into as a kid as far as writing but it seemed to be all over the place uh, but you had output be, right like you needed sure. to have that constantly oh going definitely yeah. oh definitely yeah from a young that's that's a constant theme throughout my entire life even up to today if i don't have some kind of something i can be creative in i, I start to lose my mind a little yeah yeah i definitely get that so did you do other kinds of creative work as you got older uh or maybe um I'm not sure how old you are. So like, um, after high school or, you know, things like that, Yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to be 29. So pushing 30. Yeah. So when I was, when I was uh, a teenager, YouTube became a massive thing. Mm. I mean, it was, it was a pretty big thing beforehand too, but, um, it became, it was becoming very culturally relevant. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I got into video editing, um, and, and video creation. And that's something I still enjoy doing to this day as well. Not something I get to enjoy as much Mm -hmm. um very time consuming but um (laughs) but 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 video editing um i've never been good at at like painting or drawing or anything and video editing was my way of kind of taking a blank canvas and and painting something out of it um very different obviously but very similar in a lot of ways too so throughout my entire teens you know i I feel like my third arm was a video camera i (laughs) i I really loved love doing that and editing and and, and creating that craft and also music as well i've i grew up in a very music musical uh household and um i i took uh i took a lot of uh interest in the loudest and uh (laughs) easiest instrument which is the drums um Mm. at a very young age because my dad has been a drummer since he was a little boy so i grew up in that household and music has always been an output for me as well yeah has to pass on the torch that's have the, to yeah yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> pass on the, the, the flaming drumstick right that's right the, <laughs> so what were your videos about like when you were when you were doing youtube yeah. stuff yeah so uh it was actually gaming videos i i was mm. i was playing games and um quite a bit just you know teenager things yeah, to do, yeah. and i was playing games and uh they were kind of popping off on YouTube. These videos were, um, and, and it was kind of this realization where it was like, well, if I'm going to be playing this, I might as well just hit record. You know, I mean, I'm (laughs) not doing any more work really. (laughs) And then it kind of developed into something I really cared about, um, and and really spent a lot of time in. So I did like vlogs every once in a while, but also, uh, gaming, gaming videos, Mm. uh, for, for quite a while too. Yeah. Yeah. So video games uh, were a part of your life too. You you felt like that was something that was very meaningful to you as well. Yeah, absolutely. I I uh, I still actually own my original Nintendo sixty four um, nice. from when I was a little boy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I I uh, yeah, that was a that was a big part of my of of me as a person, my identity. Um, oh, that's awesome. It, it, and in some ways, I guess a creative output too. Um, for sure, kind of for sure. Yeah, so definitely. Yeah, you know, one of the things that because I'm a little bit older than you by just a touch, I mean, you're talking like N64 and that's kind of my language. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's kind of where <laughs> where I'm at, but I feel like it took me a long time to come around to the idea that video games were a really compelling narrative form. 
Mm. And the fact that it was a more interactive thing, you know, I think for me, because I'm just slightly older, it felt like it took me a little bit of time to come around. But I can imagine that being such a pivotal thing to be influenced by because of just how massive these things are now, like <laughs> the, the amount of control that you have. Do you feel yeah. like it's influenced your writing or, or maybe some cues that you've taken from, from the video game world? I, I honestly don't know if it's directly influenced my writing, but it's influenced me as a person, which mm -hmm. I guess in a roundabout way influences my writing. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, you know, even when you, obviously games today are miles and miles and miles and miles different than those in 64 games. But <laughs> yeah. there were games, there were games that had deep meaning, you know, playing Zelda games and you had to choose between very meaningful uh, paths to go down, you know, it just like there's 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 always been kind of a hint of deep storytelling um mm -hmm. that that's been available to me um and i yeah, guess yeah. i guess that's indirectly influenced influenced me but i wouldn't say i wouldn't say that gaming directly one for one was like yeah that's gonna yeah, yeah. make me right it more right. so just kind of gets you know because because when i was a little kid and i loved movies so much Gaming is an interactive movie. I get to be the main character. So I love <laughs> right, I love right. that. So um I guess influenced me overall, but not my writing directly. Yeah, for sure. So speaking specifically about writing, when did you decide to take on this task, this mountain of a challenge to do a novel? And and how did you go about it in the beginning? How did that start for you? Yeah, well, first off, thank you for acknowledging that it's an absolute mountain because it is. Um, and I think anyone who is a writer or has attempted to write uh, something of length understands like, wow, this is yeah. this is a task. Um, to answer your question, I, I decided I was going to write one when I, I guess that night when I was eight years old. Mm. Right. <laughs> but this direct novel, you know, I wanted to I, I knew I wanted to write a full length book. Um, it's something, it was a goal of mine for, for many, 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 many years um, mm -hmm. since I was a child, obviously we've talked about, but um, you know, it, it honestly was a decision that I've, I've always come up with ideas um, of, of stories, just very like simple, like couple word ideas. And, and mm -hmm. I always write them down. And I was looking through this book one day of years of ideas. And I was like, man, there's so much here and I have nothing to account for it outside of a couple of mm. lines of, of what it could be. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, I, I'm, I'm married and, and uh, life is getting a little fast for me as far as professionally. And, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and also we, you know, we're wanting to start a family within, within the next year or two, hopefully. And I was kind of in the situation where it was like, man, I, I feel like if I don't get this, if I don't write this now, I'm afraid. I never will. Yeah. Um, and, and realistically, you know, my wife is very understanding and, and, and wonderful in every single way. And she would let me definitely write a book if we had a child and stuff like that. It's not like right. that at all. It's just, I know me as a person and, and when I'm dedicated to something, I kind of go all in. And I know that especially for my first child, I, I'm going to, you know, that's going to be my main <laughs> focus. Oh yeah. And I, yeah. I was, I was, so it, it came out of kind of like fear and passion in, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways because, um, I realized like I'm not getting younger and mm -hmm. I have all these stories and I don't want to be this guy 
who's 85 years old being like, man, I had, I, I almost wrote a book. No, I want to be, I want to be the guy saying, yeah, I did write a book. So yeah, yeah. I wrote this and, and it was almost in a sense of like, if I don't do this now, I may never. Um, and leading up to it, it was um, part of that second question you asked mm-hmm. um, leading up to it. It was kind of like, if I had one shot to tell a story of all of these ideas, this book full of ideas, what mm-hmm. would I tell? And it took a long time. It took me, I mean, once I decided like, okay, this is when exactly I'm going to write. This is how I'm going to write this. You know, once I kind of got the analytics behind how I'm going to approach it, uh-huh. I had to decide what I was going to write. And I had to look, look through these books and really think the, the books of my, you know, my book of, of ideas I've gathered over the years. And mm-hmm. It took a long time. It took me like a month or two to be like, this is the story I want to tell. Mm. And it, and it's the book I, I made, In the Sight yeah. of Sound. I love how methodical all of this was. You know, a lot of mm. artists, a lot of creatives that I've talked to in the past, you know, we, we, we kind of get to tend to, to just feel the muse, right, sometimes. But yeah. there is that point where you have to get down to the discipline of it and getting it done. I love that mm. there was kind of a fire under your ass and you felt like, okay, this has to happen now. Or, you know, I, I empathize with that because I felt like that before my child was born. Mm. Uh, mm. I, I think that there is a strange turning point at like late twenties where you're like, things are, are going to go off the rails <laughs> or I'm going to get it together. And I think that you did the right thing because it's the kind of mindset that's going to, you know, make you a better father, a better, you know, partner or whatever. But sure. I love that drive <laughs> where you said like, well, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Well, no, I was going to say, thank you very much. <laughs> but <laughs> <go> uh, but <laughs> no, ahead. it's, it's wonderful because I, I want to pick your brain about the, the mechanics of that, because mm. you said, I'm going to do this. And then it seems like you almost mapped it out. Like, okay, I only got this yeah. much time, you know, we gotta, we gotta get it rolling. <laughs> so how do you, if we could get into the weeds a little bit with this, sure. what did that look like for you before, like once you decided what this novel was going to be, which idea it was going to be, how did you break it down to fit in with your life? Because I think it might benefit other folks who may want to, yeah. who, who may want to do something like this. Absolutely. Well, I think the biggest thing was I kind of put things in a mental basket, kind of like what's something that I can temporarily put on hold and what's mm-hmm. something that I can't. Yeah. So the things that I can temporarily put on hold, if I'm watching a season of a show, I don't have to watch that. <laughs> if I'm if I'm working nine to five, I have to go to that. So those obviously made their ways to two very, you know, very clear and precise baskets of what can I put on hold and mm-hmm. what do I have to do? Yeah. And once I kind of figured out what I can put on hold, you know, honestly what I did was I I I um the things that I could put on hold, these uh, storyline, these uh, games I was playing, or uh, right, yeah. these shows I was watching, I I finished them very quickly. Or books that I was reading at the time, I finished them. I was like, I don't want this lingering over my head. I want this to put, you know, have a period on it. So mm-hmm. I I blasted through the show I was watching. I finished the game I was in the middle of playing <laughs> and um, I kind of just finished everything that I didn't have to have things. I just found for entertainment. Mm. So it was less of a distraction. And then in replacement of that, I, I got things prepared for when I finished as kind of like a reward. So at the time, some games came out that I was really looking forward to uh, that I was following the development of for many years. And I, and I bought them and I didn't install them. And I was like, okay, oh, man. 
you get the cake <laughs> once dinner's done, you know? So I, I had that and a, and a couple other things. And as far as, so I, I did that as a kind of like, I, I gave myself a, a potential reward at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then I also finished everything that I, that I was in the middle of. So I could just didn't have it over my head. Didn't get too far behind on those things. And then I put things on, uh, on pause that I didn't have to have, uh, in my way. The yeah. second side of that is the things that I had to do, you know, right. in a relationship, had a puppy, a, a brand new puppy at the time. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> who was just really <laughs> threw me for a loop. Um, but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a marriage. I'm in a full-time job that, that requires, um, a lot of brain power. Um, yeah. I have my puppy. I have life that I can't just be like, I'm an artist. You sure, know, I'm like, sure. I, some people can, some people can lock themselves in a room and be like, I'm an artist. But <laughs> one part of me can't do that. And another big part of me doesn't want to do that. So um, I had to put two things in very clear baskets of what I can put on pause and what I don't, ha- or what I can't. And then the things that I can't, I figured out, okay, what do they look like on a day to day? And how can I, how can I lock myself in a room, but also do those things? Sure. So I knew, I knew what I do to a day to day. I knew what holidays were coming up. I knew what birthdays were coming up. I had a clear, obviously I'm not a fortune teller, you know, things are unpredicted all the time, mm-hmm. but I had a very clear understanding of my day to day. And with that, I kind of carved a way of like, okay, from this time to this time, I don't really ever do anything. Or from this time to this time, I'm usually playing that game I just finished or watching that show I just watched. And there's mm-hmm. a couple hours, hypothetically. So I just kind of put things in two baskets and then figured out where I can replace those basket, the basket, the things that I don't need with the thing, you know, with the time for writing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was a very, it was a very analytical, like, how do I do this? Because I knew that if I didn't have a very precise, uh, schedule, I think I would have slipped. And I was, mm-hmm. I felt like time was running out, which sounds terrible, but it, it, there was a part of me that was just literally like, I need to get this done as soon as possible because, yeah, you know, like we, yeah. like I said, it, if I don't, I may never. So it was really important to me to do that. Yeah. And it, it does seem like there's an element of manufacturing the importance mm. of it. Like you, you mm. just don't have enough time. And, and then yeah. that creates the sort of like the, what do you call it? The pressure cooker to get this yeah. stuff out of the way. So from beginning to end of say, you know, like your primary drafts, how long did that take when you actually had something in front of you that looked like yeah. a novel? Yeah. So, you know, honestly, um, one of the biggest learning processes I've ever had as a, as a creator and as a person is this process of writing a book because I went in so arrogantly like, okay, I'm going <laughs> to knock this out in a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. I didn't, I did not. Um, because you, you get in, you get in there and you realize, oh, okay, this takes a lot longer than I thought. Mm. Um, the first kind of, so I will say this, my, my first draft is, uh, very similar to what was released. Um, there's only a few changes here and there, and obviously uh, grammar and you know all that is sure, fixed. But sure. um, the story itself is very similar, um, and I had a way of kind of going about that. If you wanted me to, of to course, go into, into, yeah. Okay, so yeah, so basically, I I plotted out. One of the biggest things I was afraid of was writer's block. Um, it's something I've never truly experienced, but I've never actually written anything long form as well. So mm-hmm. I was very afraid of it, especially cause I, I kind of had a very strict timeline of what I wanted. 
So I, uh, I literally plotted out every chapter. I wrote them down. Like in this chapter, this happens mm. in this chapter, this happens. I had the entire book timelined before I even wrote it. So it was a sense of almost like, I know the bullet points, let me write the in-between. Yeah. And yeah. It, it allowed me to stay on track. And it also allowed me to, uh, I never had writer's block a single night. And, and it was because of this, this timeline I had in place. So to answer your direct question, um, I had, I had kind of the first version done. Um, I'd say I finished it in seven months. Um, which is about six months longer than I planned. <laughs> um, but it was really, it was really yeah. something I, 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 um, I wanted to get right. Yeah, um, for sure. So, so it, it planned, it, it was about seven months. Um, and the entire process of day one of writing to release was about two years. Well, that's not bad. You know, that's, that's about the typical lifespan or, or I guess, sure. uh, origination span of a, of a book of that size, but to sure. get a little bit more specific on the narrative of this, if you want to give us a brief, just sort of yeah. recap of what in the side of sound is, if, if you could give us a teaser on that. Yeah, absolutely. So in the side of sound is a, um, story that takes place in modern day. Um, but it starts three months after a black hole appears above the night sky. And, um, it doesn't do anything, doesn't change anything. Everything goes on as normal, but obviously it's not supposed to be there. Um, so world leaders kind of get together and form this kind of team of figuring out what the hell's about to happen or, you know, what's going on, which follows, uh, which, which introduces us to the lead character, FBI, James, uh, FBI agent James Maddox, who is uh, preparing to go to Carnegie Hall to see uh, world-renowned blind composer Sergio Francis plays very last show. While James is in the audience, he realizes that Sergio uh, is playing music that aligns with radio signals coming out of the black hole. Mm. Um, and and it's this race to kind of figure out where that connection is. Um, so they bring Sergio back to D.C., and figure out what the next steps are to possibly s literally save humanity from this black hole. Um, so that's that's the main overarching uh, plot. No, I love it. They, I love, like Thank I you. said, those those pressure cookers that are built yeah, into this sure. kind of story that just kind of get <laughs> get your adrenaline going, and you yeah. uh, you have to uh, wait till the last page to figure out what's going to happen. Absolutely. So, <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell me about? what it is specifically that you, that drew you into this narrative as, as just like a, somebody who said, I'm going to pick it out of this lineup of ideas that yeah. I have specifically. What was it that made you go, this is the one that feels right. Yeah. You know what it was? It was, it was, um, so I, you know, I mentioned, I, I spent about a month or two really, really getting in the mindset of what am I going to write and really dissecting every kind of angle of every single story idea I had written in this book. And, uh, you know, to be completely honest with you, it, it, it's not some profound um, answer. The answer is uh, I got to the line of this kind of idea, which was, which in my notes, it's literally um, the one line is a blind composer a blind composer's music is coming radio from radio signals mm -hmm. from a black hole. That was yeah. the line. And I got to this and I, 
was thinking like what what does that look like and i i yeah. came up with yeah. kind of a, a rough first part of in the side of sound and the to, to be completely honest with you the reason why i picked it is because it was about 15 story ideas down and it's the first one that gave me cold chills uh-huh. and yeah. i'm very i'm very i'm a very very hard critic on myself i think i'll be harder on myself than anybody is ever capable of um and I've never given myself cold chills on a story. Um, and, and I kind of, it was kind of a inner feeling of like, all right, this is, that means, that means something. Right. How can, how can this become a full story? So then I really kind of shifted my full focus on this one line and made the full fledged story. And that's when I kind of made the timeline of what happens in each chapter. And then at the end of that, I was like, yep. This is the book. Well, I love that too, because I I feel like, you know, we have a lot of creatives sometimes in myself that you have a line or a phrase that draws your attention and you feel emotionally attached to it. I think a lot of the stuff that I've done in the past has been very much, it's come from a personal place, but there's also another Mm -hmm. way that you're tackling creativity, which I'm also a fan of. um, And that's looking at pieces, right? You have the the black hole, you have the composer, you have this or that. And it's less an emotional response and more of a, there's a problem to solve here. The narrative is a problem and immediately your imagination starts soaring. And I think that's yeah. what you can see in this is like the mystery of it is one that I'm mm. sure you had to experience yourself as you were putting it together <laughs> because that's that was the enticing thing. But please don't let me put yeah. words in your mouth because I, I just think it's a, a brilliant way to to put a story together, especially it's yeah. And, and if you could elaborate on the, on the structure a little bit, I mean, I, I'd love that. Cause I, the premise yeah. is so strong. Yeah, no, you, you know what? You, I appreciate you not putting words in my mouth, but word for word, you got it. Right. So that was, <laughs> that's literally part of it. It was a, it was a piecing puzzle pieces together of figuring mm-hmm. out what makes the story. And, um, yeah, no, the, the the structure of kind of that process was honestly it was very in order. Mm-hmm. Um I I I the first line, you know, that one line that I saw in my in my in my story ideas, I kind of thought loosely like, okay, what would this look like? And and just kind of sitting there really focusing for a little while and coming back and back to it and and you know, just kind of dabbling with the idea. I came up with the ending kind of before I even put anything on paper, which I'm very grateful for because uh-huh. obviously endings are one of the hardest things to, in my opinion, to, sure. to really nail. So I, I had the ending before I even had the beginning, really. <laughs> um, so because of that, I was able to correctly kind of plot every kind of puzzle piece directing towards the end because i had the end i knew Uh the end so because i had the biggest puzzle piece i needed everything else very easily fell in place and i'm so grateful for that but in the process of getting there was literally because the ending because the finish line i i knew i was able to go chapter to chapter and figure out kind of a smaller puzzle piece like what happens to get to the next chapter right um which which led me to like i mentioned very easily writing it down not having kind of any roadblocks of what happens next i had it all um but it also allowed me to um have a lot of fun with with kind of putting easter eggs in or 
uh, also moving the story along really well. You know, I've had I've had the the book's been out for um, I, I think like three three weeks now, mm-hmm. and um, I've had people message me, and, and I've had multiple people message me, and they're like, I read the first hundred pages in one setting, I couldn't put it down, <laughs> and I'm and that as a, as a creator, that's like that's, that's the that's best the greatest yeah. compliment ever, right? Yeah, but also. <laughs> there's a little bit of science behind that because that's kind of how it's written. Um, mm. It's written to where each chapter previously sets up the chapter after, and it, it is made to be a page turner and mm-hmm. a very, it, and honestly it all kind of happened because I had that big puzzle piece at the end. I was able to make it, make it like that. Sure. Um, sure. And, and I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, Great. speaking of, just just sort of the the legacy that you're kind of walking into here i feel mm. like we're all sort of riffing in in many respects from what came before right um i mm. i feel that a, a lot of the time we have inspirations that maybe subconsciously or or not consciously we we're kind of channeling in some way did you feel after you finished your novel that you had inspiration or you you had you had some kind of um i don't i don't want to say like like motifs or whatever but did you did you have some inspirations that looking back on you're like oh this kind of fits into something like a noir thing that i used to like when i was younger or this feels like like a kind of um story that that would be from this time period or this this author or things like that do sure. you feel like that well it it's it Almost is a um, in many in many ways, uh, my book's kind of a love letter to all those movies that I hold so dear to my heart. Especially as 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 a teenager, movies such as you know Christopher Nolan's uh, work and yeah. and things like Interstellar and Inception, um, you know, there's there's pieces of I, I think the biggest inspiration were movies that I've fallen in love with over the years specifically um kind of these mind-bending yeah big endings. yeah um so not i wasn't directly inspired that i knew of but kind of like you said after i was done i was kind of like wow i i see a lot of um indirect inspiration from people sure, that i really sure. admire yeah like you feel that it might have an adjacent place um, but when sure. you mentioned that kind of, that kind of, uh, I don't want to say cerebral cause it's kind of a tired phrase, you know, that everybody <laughs> uses, but, um, just like it's sort of a mind trip a bit, you know, and maybe I'm dating myself yeah. by using references from like the, the nineties or whatever. But, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I, I think that's really exciting because you set out to, I guess, let me ask you this. How close is it to what you had in mind? Um, you know, honestly, it's exactly what I wanted, mm. um, which again, I'm very grateful for, especially because it's my first book. Um, and, yeah. you know, I've always been kind of, um, I've always kind of known where I sit as far as being a creator. Like I know that I'm capable. I, I've always known that I was capable of um, something larger than what I was making previously. Yeah. Um, and I, and I don't mean that in an egotistical way whatsoever. Again, I am my hardest critic and, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> and yeah, I always sure. will be the least talented in every room I walk into. That's just how I work. But you also got to have the confidence, um, right? You got to have that yeah. self-belief, even not confidence, just self-belief to, to have the output, to finish it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There has to be something there. And, <laughs> but, but, you know, honestly, um, 
the book is exactly as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. And, and I wasn't, I was not going to release it until it was, um, which is dangerous because <laughs> sometimes, especially from a creator, um, there's sometimes where you can spend a lifetime changing the color of something when it was fine the first time. Sure. Sure. So it was this, it was this kind of like trick I had to play where it was like, it's never going to be perfect, but am I extremely happy? And the answer was yes. So it's exactly what I wanted. Oh, that's great to hear. So now that yeah. it's out into the world, if we could expand a little bit on that, how how long did it take you to to go from, okay, I have a manuscript that I lost, right? Uh, oh, can you hear me? Hello? Can you hear me? I sure can now. Go oh, ahead. Oh, okay, great. I sure can. Yeah. <laughs> so just to expand a little bit on the post- release of the book yeah do you feel like oh man i kind of lost my train of thought (laughs) i had a really good one so sorry oh no you're fine you're fine um i was just curious um what the reaction or what the reaction was if we could expand a little bit on that and what you've learned about the work that you didn't know before Mm, that's a extremely great question um so the reaction is uh, well, 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 let me say this. So I self-published this book, um, and I don't have any kind of previous audience or anything like that. I'm not a, an influencer or mm-hmm. any, anybody famous, you know, I don't have an audience just at my fingertips. So it was kind of a nerve wracking thing because mm-hmm. it was, it was this feeling of like, well, I'm self-publishing and my name doesn't have any kind of weight to it. Mm-hmm. And the biggest, the biggest thing was like, is anyone going to read this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, honestly, the numbers didn't really, I wasn't too uh, afraid of that um, because everything else after, you know, once it was released, everything else is fun for me because the main goal I had was just writing a book. Mm. So that's done. Yeah. Everything else is just the added benefit. So the reaction is um, I'm, I'm very pleased with, with um as far as the numbers go i've sold uh way more than i ever expected to and i'm mm. not you know i'm far from a new york times bestseller but when you have a very very low idea in your mind and all of a sudden it's a weekend it's two weeks in it's three weeks in and mm-hmm. the numbers t- keep growing it's it's exhilarating i find myself checking the numbers like 10 times a day it's just <laughs> something i i really love doing yeah. so the reception is great but what I've learned is um, a few things. So the first thing is um, knowing your audience is a really big battle because obviously I knew the genre of my book and I knew kind of in a general sense who reads that. But but um, I think I made a – I wouldn't say a misstep, but I I, I, I think I assumed – Mm. too much um because i released the book and i i i had a very small marketing budget and i kind of was like these people read these books and then it was kind of <laughs> like well yeah they read them but also so does this person and this person and this person and it was kind of like i i put all my eggs in one basket oh, uh, I see. and as far as like marketing goes um which worked but um i don't i don't know why i did that <laughs> the second the second thing that I that I made a miscalculation uh, on is 
I released it paperback only. My paperback, man, I'm so I love looking at the thing. It's absolutely beautiful. <laughs> I had I had an extremely talented uh, artist from Brazil make the cover, and it is just oh, absolutely exactly how I wanted it to be. But mm. um, I only offered paperback, and the first weekend I had like ten people reach out on social media, people that I, I'm not I, I don't have any connection to, and they were like, "Where's the Kindle version?" Mm. And in my mind, I'm thinking. Oh, I think paperback would sell more. I don't think Kindle, you know, I don't, I don't use Kindle. So my assumption is nobody uses Kindle. (laughs) It's just so stupid of me. Um, So I think the miscalculation was kind of um, thinking that I needed to box off my audience when it came to marketing, Mm. which in some ways is is beneficial, um, especially if it's like a young adult novel. If it's a young adult novel, you don't want to be marketing to 65 and up. Obviously, you want to be marketing to the young adult and the young parent mind mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, my, my mind's not a young adult, but I'm just saying that's an example. I, yeah. I box it off with before realizing, like, well, everybody's a reader. Like, <laughs> you don't need to. So um, I did that, and then the second miscalculation was assuming that everyone reads in the same format that I read in, which is so <laughs> silly too. Um, but you have so to go through read, that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's it's. Yeah, you have to go through that. Yeah, for sure. But um, outside of that, the reception in my mind is exactly um, what I hoped, what what I what I dreamt of, but never thought was realistic. Again, very far from a New York Times bestseller, but um, in my mind, huge success. Well, that's incredible to hear, and I want to thank you for answering a little bit of the behind the scenes aspect of it, and, oh, and sure. sort of some of those things because I I feel that. A lot of us, whether we know some of this stuff intuitively or not, it's nice to hear from somebody who's gone through that process because we, you know, I know that there's a lot of folks listening to this who may be starting on that, that journey Mm. to publish, but you did, um, Kindle or, uh, what is it? Uh, KDP, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Okay. So that was pretty effortless for you. Are you pretty comfortable doing that sort of thing? I am now. Yeah. But, but you know, <laughs> leading up to it, I, 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 a lot of nights I had, uh, my, my head in my hands, just stressed. Mm-hmm. Like this is never going to come out. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause it, there's also so much, uh, you have to learn. I mean, I've watched, I feel like hours of YouTube videos on how to format a book or how to release with, with, uh, a certain marketing budget or, you know, there's like a lot of things I didn't prepare for. Um, as when you're self publishing, obviously you're responsible for a hundred percent of it. Um, so I'm comfortable now and I'm so grateful that it's, it's a, it's a service that is so, um, easily available to, to people because there are so many answers questioned on or, uh, questions answered online that I needed that I could not find myself. So, um, (laughs) Google was my best friend for a long time for, for many weeks. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's great to hear. So I only have a couple more questions to be mindful of your time, but, uh, lastly, I kind of want to ask you what is on the horizon now that you've completed this work, Mm. is there a long break in the works or do you plan (laughs) to continue? Um, you know, is, is this a one-off or is this a, will this be a series or, uh, how is this going to play out? Sure. So, um, it is a, it is a, as far as in the side of sound, it is a one-off. Um, Mm. I, I tie the knot very, uh, very clearly in the end. Um, and I don't have any, any interest in, uh, in a sequel. I think, Mm -hmm. I think, uh, 
when I was approaching the book, I knew that it was going to, every answer was going to be question or every, I, I've gotten those mixed up twice now. Every question <laughs> will be answered um, very clearly. So it, it's a one and done as far as that book. And, you know, honestly, um, you know, as I mentioned, things are getting quick for me as far as life goes. And um, I wanted to get this one book out to say I released a book and it was planning on being, I was planning on literally making it my only book. Like mm. literally being like, this is it. I did it. Wow. Mark it off my to-do list. But now I'm looking at this and I'm like, why would I do that? Uh -huh. um, because I, I really love the process of writing, making this, these worlds come to life and these people come to life. And, and it was, it was great fun. It was really great fun. It was a lot of hard work, but it was great fun. So mm -hmm. uh, as, as far as inside of sound goes, definitely a one-off uh story it's done it finishes when the last period's in the story that's it that's the story you got it but mm. as far as me as a writer um i plan on um you know this came out in the at the end of october um so for the rest of the year i'm going to be kind of um kindling that that fire um and and making sure that uh, it's you know still doing podcasts and marketing and sure. doing the things that it deserves. And then <laughs> I think around January I'm going to take a very light, nice mental turn off, you know. And then in February or March I plan on writing um, what's going to become my second novel, um, mm. which is which is also a one off. But um, yeah, so that's that's the plan. Uh, so finish out the year strong within the side of sound and and then kind of have a turn off of a mental, <laughs> a mental <laughs> yeah. you know a well deserved yeah. break kind of, <laughs> yes and then and then get right back into it for my second novel oh that's amazing well i think it's you're well on your way and and it's going to be really exciting to see what uh, comes down the road from you now Thank lastly you so i want to ask you in terms of what would you say to somebody who's stuck who really ha doesn't have the wherewithal to get the answers, you know, because we get a lot of answers on the internet. There's a lot of things that work for some people, but I'd like to know your thoughts. What would you say to somebody who's just at the bottom of that mountain looking to do mm. the hike? I love that. You know, a common question I constantly get is what would you say to new writers? But this is a whole new take. And, and, you know, the second you asked it, I immediately knew the answer. Mm. And, and the answer for me is, you have to ask yourself how bad do you want it and that was a very reoccurring mental thought i had how bad do i want it you know nights when i worked all day long a hard day sitting at the computer it wasn't writer's block but it was like oh my gosh i want to go to bed how bad do you want it cj or it was like oh my gosh what am I going to do with the formatting of this book? I have zero idea how to do this. These videos don't make any sense. These tutorials don't make any sense. What are you just going to write a book and just let it sit in WordPad because you couldn't figure out <laughs> formatting? How bad do you want it? You got to ask yourself, how bad do you want it? And then a second, the, the second part of that is you have to want it. You can't half-ass <laughs> it. If you're about to climb Mount Everest, you can't just be like, yeah, I guess the, I guess the first base camp is good enough. No, <laughs> you want to make it to the summit. You want to make it to the top. So you ask yourself, how bad do you want it? And also, do you actually want it? Because I'll let you know right now, if you kind of want it, you'll never make it to the top. 
you never make it to the top because there's so many, so many things that will will unexpectedly come your way that will knock you down. And if you don't want it with everything you got to stand back up and keep climbing the mountain, then you won't. So you got to make sure before before climbing Mount Everest that you want to climb Mount Everest. And secondly, you got to remember that through the coldest nights of all time, how bad do you want it? It's a hell of a note to end on. I dig it. (laughs) (laughs) Great. CJ, thank you so much for reminding us to light that fire, to to keep going Mm. for this work that is that is thrilling and is is sort of getting our imagination going in the sight of sound. Where can we find it? Where can we find you on the internet? Well, well, first off, thank you so much for having me. This has definitely been a very uh, intellectual discussion. (laughs) I try not to make uh, it intellectual, but I think we go there all the time. Well, (laughs) (laughs) an indirect intellectual discussion. I I really appreciate it. Um, Seriously, very unique questions that I that I I was very inspired by. Um, Just just the discussion itself. So, thank you. First off, secondly, um, you can find the book. On Amazon, In the Sight of Sound by C.J. Peterson, or if you don't want to search through the heaps and mounds of Amazon <laughs> stuff, in the sight of sound.com, it will take you directly to um, it will take you directly to the book. And also on in the sight of sound.com, you get a little preview of me reading the first chapter. If you wanted a little preview before you bought, that's available too. Awesome. Uh, and you can find me as well, you know, in the sight of sound.com. That's what I'm going to say. Cause also <laughs> my, my, my socials on there, the Goodreads link is on there. The Amazon link, the okay. video for me reading. So in the sight of sound.com and is, is the answer to your question. <laughs> that's right. That's right. And we're going to put it in the episode description. So folks can Fantastic. go track that down, check it out, everybody. Thanks again, CJ. You're awesome. And I hope to keep, you know, keep up with you in the future. Thank you so much, sir, for having me. I really appreciate you. All right, man. You take care. Talk soon. You too. Talk (laughs) soon. Bye-bye. Bye.